Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Friday, June 3rd edition of the Basement Academy. Our morning psalm, Psalm 123, is one of the short little pilgrim psalms as God's people would make their journey up to Jerusalem for temple worship. And it recalls the, the, the reality or the experience of hostility and, and opposition uh, that they would face. And so there's a a tender cry for mercy that is embedded in this uh, psalm, in this prayer. <clears throat> and it seems to tie with what we're going to be talking about today from our James study. So, so Psalm 123. I lift up my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us. For we have endured much contempt. We have endured much ridicule from the proud, much contempt from the arrogant. Short and bittersweet, right? Uh, the experience of being ridiculed and held in contempt and <clears throat> derided by, by others. And so this, this cry for mercy. And so James leans into mercy uh, in our studies. We wrap up this uh, opening portion of chapter two. Verse 12, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Kind of an enigmatic couple verses here. He speaks of a law that gives freedom, which sounds counter to the way we might think about the world. Certainly the world uh, would, would think of laws kind of being more restrictive and constraining freedom. You know, freedom is freedom from restraint to be able to do what I want. And James says, no, there's a law that gives freedom. Uh, he's already written, 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 written about uh, the perfect law that gives freedom looking intently into that perfect law that gives freedom, chapter 1. And then just above, uh, he's written about the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the law that gives freedom. God frees us from having to judge others, discriminate against others, show favoritism to others, uh, to hold grudges against others, to divide the world into us and them, in and out. God frees us from that by this commandment or this law to love. To use the faculties and capabilities and capacities that God has given us. And rather than behold this person who's got fine clothes and say, hey, come on over here. You, you, you can, you know, I'm going to, going to kind of show you favoritism. I'm going to, I'm going to um, get close to you because you might be able to do something for me. 
and to look at the person in shabby clothes as as James offers and kind of you you sit over there you know and, and to kind of ignore or uh, pay no attention to that person rather than use our faculties to discriminate and to show favoritism to different people to divide the world into us and them love frees us to care for all people as image bearers, as those for whom Christ has died, th those in need, as we are, right? Uh, our, our own sin, our own weaknesses. Um, and so this law that gives freedom, speak and act, words and actions. That's really all we have, right? Our words and our actions. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged there is but one standard that God is going to hold us to. Have we loved our neighbor as ourself? Have you done to others as you would have them do to you? You know, if you walk into a gathering and weren't dressed, you realize, uh-oh, I'm underdressed here. You wouldn't want to be treated differently. You would want to be respected as a person for who you are. And so respect all people. And so speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Well, this sure sounds like blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. This, this beatitude that Jesus gives, this core foundational reality that, that kind of defines the kingdom, the, the, the kingdom ethic that Jesus brings to us in the Sermon on the Mount, and so there's this, this corresponding relationship between mercy, the mercy that we have received, the, the mercy that we have been shown, and the mercy that we show. The, the, the sign that we understand what mercy is, our own need of mercy, the sign, the, the surest, clearest sign that we understand our own need for mercy is in our showing mercy. Uh, there's a parable in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verses 21 to 35, the parable of the unmerciful servant. Jesus tells this little story in response to something Peter says to him. Lord, how many times should I forgive or must I forgive my brother who sins against me? up to seven times? Peter perhaps thinking he's being very magnanimous and, and, and generous. Up to seven times somebody who does something wrong uh, to me. And Jesus says, Peter, it ain't about keeping score. I, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times or could be translated 70 times seven. Quit keeping score. Um, the, the quality of the kingdom is, is not to, to limit this mercy. It is, it is boundless. <clears throat> and then Jesus tells the story. The kingdom of heaven, we've been talking about the kingdom, right, on, on Sunday mornings at Greenwich. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wished to settle accounts with his subjects, with his servants. And so there's this one servant who owes, for illustration's sake here, 
a million dollars. And he comes in and the king says, pay up. And, and I, I cannot pay up. I, I do not have the money. Well, what he would face then is imprisonment, perhaps he and his family, until there, the, the, the debt could be paid off somehow. And so he pleads for mercy uh, of the king. And the king pardons him. He, he, he says, you are now free. You, you are no longer indebted to me. You have been set free. Mercy has been shown. A, a kindness to, to a deep need that one cannot meet themselves. And so mercy is shown, both in pardon, because there's kind of two sides to mercy, the pardon, forgiveness of a debt, but also the compassion, the kindness to a person in need, right? And, and so, because mercy's tender uh, in, in, in so many, the, the way we understand it. <clears throat> and so that servant who's been get forgiven, been pardoned, uh, been shown mercy, the, 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 the great debt, he goes out, there's a fellow servant who owes him $100. And the man who's just been shown mercy by the king he goes for the shakedown. You give me that $100 you owe me or I'm sending you off to prison, debtor's prison. Well, the other servants see that, work it back to the king. The king draws this first servant back in and says, hey, what's the deal? I, I showed mercy to you. You're supposed to go show mercy. And so Jesus is illustrating <clears throat> the, the way the kingdom of heaven works it's a kingdom of mercy. But, but Jesus has already instructed in the Sermon on the Mount when he taught about prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's this as we, that this, the manner in which we have been forgiven, we are to show forgiveness. The manner in which we have been pardoned and shown mercy, we are to show mercy. And Jesus offers some, some additional uh, uh, instructions or guidance after he closes out the, the prayer. He says, for if you do not forgive your brother from your heart, I will not, the father will not forgive you. And so the surest sign that you understand you have received mercy, this great debt and, and this great need before the father is that you show mercy to others. And so James is making commentary on that. The, the, the people who come into your life, some dressed finely and, and you know, good clothes and can do something for you, don't just defer, don't show favoritism just to the people who you think can do something for you. Pay attention to the others, the shabby clothes, the poor, the needy. Give attention to them as well. They also bear God's image. These are also the ones for whom Christ has died and, and, and offered his life. And so there is a testing of our faith that is being offered here. The, the manner in which we treat others, does it reflect the manner in which we have been treated by God? Are we just going to, are we going to forget about our relationship with God, our need before God, the, the great pardon the great compassion and kindness and tenderness that God has shown to us in our time of need, will we do that to others? 
uh, we live in what strikes me as an increasingly unmerciful time in our own society. People get offended so very quickly by things that are said or sometimes things that are not said. If you have not come out in support of some person or some group of people, then you get turned and attacked, right? Uh, how did the psalmist say it? We've endured much ridicule and contempt from the arrogant. <clears throat> and so we have a society that seems to draw great energy from being offended. Um, identity groups, uh, we, we've been talking about that uh, as well over time here. And Christians live differently. Um, we, we don't identify by race, by class, by gender. We identify by our relationship with Christ. In Christ, there is no Jew no, nor, nor Greek. There is no male nor female, no, no slave nor free. The, 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 the human ways we have of dividing the world into us and them, in and out, according to race and class and gender, we, we don't live that way. And so we don't sit in that place of judgment, of discrimination, of favoritism, showing favor, of partiality. You know, I, I show favor and, and kindness to my party, my tribe, but not yours. The Christian does not live that way. Mercy triumphs over judgment. There is a, a prevailing quality, an enduring quality uh, to mercy. It conquers it conquers human hearts. It has conquered the world. It is conquering the world. What God did in the cross of Jesus Christ, our great debt could never be paid. And so he offers up his own son as a sacrifice for the payment of our debt that we might go free. He has shown us mercy through Jesus Christ. Now, Followers of Jesus, go show mercy. And mercy is what has enabled the Christian church to prevail through the centuries. Our, certainly our forgiveness and our pardon for those who harm us and who wound us and offend us, we, sh we pardon. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We recognize our debt to God is far greater than anything anybody's ever done to us. So there's the pardon aspect of mercy that the church shows. But there's the compassion, the kindness for human weakness and need that the church shows also. The world judges and says, you might be able to do something for me. I perceive you, I use my faculties, I perceive you to be finely clothed. You might be wealthy and you might have status. You might be able to do something for me. I will invite you to be part of my group so that I can benefit from my relationship with you. So we see the other person not as a person, but we see them as a tool to, to advance my own cause, okay? That's usually why we show favoritism to the wealthy and to the rich, etc. But the Christian sees the person in shabby clothes and perceives need. We don't seek to come in and swoop in and be messiahs, but we simply, out of tenderness and compassion, 
Is there food that is needed? Is there clothing that is needed? Is there shelter that is needed? Is there friendship that is needed? And so that side of mercy also, the, the poor man coming into the assembly, coming into worship, we don't know their story. You know, they, they're down and out. And so we make a place of welcome for them and we, 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 we sit with them, right? Jesus, he crossed the social uh, barrier there. He ate with the tax collectors. He ate with the sinners. He was demonstrating mercy because this is what the kingdom is about. This is what God is, is about. And so this, this mercy that we Christians are called to show through all our lives. And, and the, the next passage that we're going to study next week, the faith and, and works passage kind of works in the same, the same place. The person shows up at your door and, and um, a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs. What good is your faith? You know, what, what, what good is it? I, I, I see you have a need and I believe you have a need. I'm going to pray for you. No, get them a, get them a hot meal <laughs> and give them a bed, right? And, and so, and so James continues this, this same, the same theme in the second half of the chapter. So anyway, as we get about our, our weekend, about our day today and our weekend and Let's think about these. This is an important passage. I've lingered with it. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up the pace a little bit here, here going forward. But th this is so important, the way in which we treat others. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by that law that gives freedom, that royal law, that perfect law, that perfecting law. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the tenderness and mercy of Jesus Christ, your tenderness and mercy expressed through Jesus Christ, his life uh, drawing close to those in need, the outcast, the sinner, the friendless. And thank you for his death on the cross that meets our deepest need of reconciliation and so as we have been forgiven, help us to forgive, extend that forgiveness. As we have been shown mercy, Lord, help us to show mercy. And may that mercy triumph over our judgmental tendencies, over our harshness, over the ways in which we would seek to divide the world. May your mercy grow in our lives and through our lives, this day and forevermore. And so we offer this prayer in the name of the merciful one, Jesus, our Savior, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the God of kindness, mercy, grace, truth, and love watch over you, bless you, keep you this day and forevermore.